Hello and welcome to another episode of 360 Talks, the podcast that's all about inspiring fitness journeys and celebrating our incredible community. I'm your host, Samantha Neal, and today we have a truly remarkable guest, Natalie Mallet. Natalie's journey at 360 Fitness is one of determination, confidence building and successful diabetes management. Welcome, Natalie. Hello, good morning. (laughs) So let's start by discussing your fitness journey. Could you share what inspired you to join 360 Fitness and how fitness became a part of your life after having your son? Yes, so we moved to Shoreham whilst I was pregnant with my son, so about six years ago. And I'd always kind of walked past the gym and saw that actually it looks like a really nice community going on in there. It looks really chilled. And I always thought, oh, I'm going to wait until after I've had him to go in and, and venture in and go and say hi. But then, yeah, after I had him, I thought, I'm just going to bite the bullet and go in and just go and speak to somebody. And I think I spoke to the owner's wife and she was really, really helpful on the phone. Um, And I thought she sounds really friendly. And I thought, if that's the image of the gym that I already have anyway, I might as well go in and see what it's all about. Mm. And that's what I did. So I understand that you have type 1 diabetes. I do. 25 years now. Yeah. Yes. So that must be quite challenging. Um. How has fitness and your journey in the gym helped you manage this condition? I think because I think quite a few people can relate to this probably who are in the same boat as me. Um, I've had my condition since the 90s. And obviously, treatments and medications have come such a long way in the last 25 years. So now, within the last 10 years, I've been able to enjoy doing so much more physically than what I wasn't really able to do before. Um, and also in terms of going to the gym, you know, I was a bit nervous initially about being seen with like my equipment, like with my pump or with like my sensor on my arm or things like that. But it's never, ever been questioned. No one's kind of given me any weird looks or, you know, and, um, the colleagues and stuff that work here, when, when I have my new equipment put on, um, which I did recently for my Dexcom, um, they were really interested in how it works and telling how cool it is and how sophisticated it is. And it's just really interesting that people are interested in my journey with it. I'm not made to feel like I'm different. Mm. Yeah, which is important to me. So a lot of listeners might not understand type 1 diabetes. Yes. Um, so what is it and you know, what kind of treatments have you had throughout that journey yeah so type 1 diabetes um is basically where your immune system attacks your pancreas's ability to create insulin so insulin is used to get the energy in very layman's terms get the energy out of the food that we eat um there's a lot of confusion around it because in the media you see a lot around type 2 diabetes which is sometimes lifestyle related sometimes inherited Um, But basically, the main difference between type 2 and type 1 is where type 2, you are still creating insulin, but your body's become desensitized to it. Whereas with type 1, your body creates no insulin at all. So the treatments that I've had for over the years, oh my God, like back in the 90s, um, I had syringe injections um, and I had to wait like an hour before I could eat anything after I had my injection. So that was fun. I'm trying to explain that to a kid, that didn't really work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then as I've gotten older, like my teenage years, I had the insulin pens. And again, you know, don't get me wrong. I think I'm very fortunate to have had all these treatments. But I think going on to the insulin pump, um, which I've been on now for about a decade, that was the real game changer because it mimics more what the human body does. So it allows you so much more flexibility in terms of 
you know, if you want to go for a big long run or, for example, you know, I've woken up today and I don't really fancy breakfast, that's fine. You know, you, you just have more flexibility. Mm. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So you mentioned that um, you joined the gym to rebuild your confidence after having a child. Yes. Um, how has being part of our gym community contributed to regaining your confidence? I think in terms of like rebuilding my confidence, I think quite a few women can probably relate to this. I didn't really, like my postpartum body, I wasn't comfortable in, especially because where I had like my cesarean, like my lower tummy, I was just absolutely fixated and thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm so embarrassed. I just can't you know, wear revealing clothes or, you know, have anyone look at that area. But then being part of the community here, learning that effectively my idea of how to get rid of it really wasn't at all right you know you can't focus your fat uh, your fat reduction sorry um but also it's okay to have a normal body mm. you know I think that's something that has come that I've learned to kind of accept through like you know talking with the staff that work here that having a human like a human a normal body is absolutely fine it's about functional fitness rather than aesthetic fitness and that's been really quite motivating for me yeah I think we do get a lot of members say that you know when they come in there's mm. like people of all ages yeah. all sizes like I think when my mum joined the gym because she was always so worried could she mm. see like um like some of the gyms that um, me and James have been to it's, mm. it's very like bodybuilder ass yes. and, like everyone's intimidating yeah. but she walked in and she was like oh Everyone it's looks like me. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of the first things really that drew me to here, really. But also how encouraging like the people that work here are. Like if you say to them like, "What's bothering you?" They're like, "Okay, that's that's one thing." But what are you here to do today? And it's like mm. it really changes your mindset in terms of it. Mm. Cool. So the gym community and the trainers here have obviously played a significant role in the journey. Yes. Um, how has the support system influenced your success in the gym? I think because in terms of my knowledge around what I was training for, like I always knew that I wanted to tick off on my list, you know, like your bucket list. I want to be able to run a half marathon, maybe even one day a full marathon. And in my mind, I was thinking, I just need to run and run and run and run and run. That's all I need to do is like bank in as many hours as I can. But through talking with the staff that work here, I actually learned that, it's just as important to strength train and develop your abdominal muscles to support you in these long runs. And I didn't know that before, so the more you know kind of mm. thing. So my training was more successful. I had less injuries as well, which is really important. I think quite a few people can relate to burning themselves out road running because that's not fun. Um, or falling over. Falling over. Oh, yes, I'm <laughs> going to do that. Yeah, if you see somebody going splat in the shore, usually it's me. Um, but yeah, no, I must say that, yeah, the encouragement from the gym in terms of like making sure that my training plan was, you know, sufficient and um, supportive, that was good. Yeah. Nice. So through the gym, um, you've obviously mentioned your running. Yeah. Um, what are some memorable moments and achievements through your fitness journey that you're really proud of? Yeah. So I used to be really intimidated by the big um, bar. Um, at the Olympic bar weights at the back of the gym mm. and yeah I always thought oh my god you know there's no way that I'm going to be able to do anything with those but there used to be a guy called Paul that worked here so we're talking a little while ago now and um, he showed me and uh, my friend who was also a member at the time how to do a deadlift 
And actually, you know, it made me think, actually, you know, because I knew how to do it safely, mm. which was a big thing, um, and how to set up all the equipment. It was really quite, yeah, that was kind of like a go me kind of moment. Yeah, I was quite happy about that because I've never done anything like that before. Yeah, I feel yeah. like part of the fear with new things is just yeah. setting it up wrong. Yes, because it looks not, scary. It looks yeah. like some major contraption over there. And I was thinking, oh my God, how do I do it? Am I going to hurt myself like setting it up? I was like, no, yeah, it's good to know what you're doing. <laughs> um, so what runs have you done? So, so far, I've done quite a few five kilometres in, in my time, but the most recent one um, was worth the Worthing Half Marathon in April, just gone. Um, that's the longest run I've ever done. Um, so, yeah, and I think the reason why I was able to do it was because of the supportive training that I had beforehand, yeah. And was that your sponsored That run? was my sponsored yeah. run, yeah, for JDRF. So that was, yeah, it was really good to do that. I think they actually liked our uh, Instagram posts. Amazing. Yeah, they're lovely people. Yeah. So... Balancing parenthood and fitness must be challenging as well. Yes. How do you find the time for both and what advice would you give to others in a similar situation? Yeah, I think lots of parents kind of fall into the trap of, especially if you're working, where it's, okay, you work full-time and then you've got another full-time job of being full-time mummy or full-time daddy on the side that the only time that you get to yourself is when you're, you know, asleep, really. (laughs) Um, But I think what I've learned is that it's so important to make time for you um, and to have a supportive partner that supports you on your fitness journey. So in terms of it, you know, if you think about it, an hour of your day, I mean, we probably spend more than that just scrolling on our phones, you Mm. know, but that hour you could be spending just having some productive time in the gym, like working out or getting your miles in for any run that you're training for or whatever it is. But I kind of think I'm the best parent I can be if I'm giving back to myself um, and that kind of creates like my kids love to come running with me on a Sunday. Oh. So we go running around Buckingham park, but that's because they think that that, Oh, this is what mommy does. So that's what we do. We, mm. do, we work out together. That's what we do. And I kind of think that's, it's creating good habits for them. Yeah. Showing them yeah. like a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Healthy lifestyle. And that it can be fun. Exactly. For mental health as well. Oh, my goodness. You know, that we all get so burnt out. Now, being a parent can be so relentless sometimes, especially when they're small. But I think when you have that hour to decompress just by yourself, it's almost like meditative in a way, mm. you know, and you, you're in a better state. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think as well, like you say, if you've got like you're working a full time job mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. your full time mummy or daddy, it's like yeah. if you don't give yourself like time for you, yeah, you know, you still like you're still you, you're not just mum or dad. Yeah, you're still you, you know, at the mm. end of the day. Yeah, and I think you can lose your identity. Mm. I think it's very easy to. And then, you know, the mental health struggles that come with that. So I think it's really important to make time for you and not be not feel guilty for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely had, um, like, some members in here that have had, like, newborn babies that mm. have said the same thing. Like, they'll both take it in turns to come to the gym and mm. they're even like oh you know when I'm here I'm like oh what baby yeah exactly <laughs> like not exactly. in a horrible way it's just like it's your time for you again yeah it is it is yeah mm. with regards to the diabetes management yes um obviously nutrition must be like a big part of it, it is um has your approach to nutrition changed since you joined the gym yes I think my focus since joining the gym um I used to kind of 
with diabetes management, especially type 1, you have to count every single carb that you eat because the more carbs that you eat, the more insulin you have to take. It's like this fine balance that you have to tread. So you almost kind of don't want to eat as many carbs because it's mm. like, oh, my God, no, what's the point? Because you're going to have to end up taking more insulin. But actually through coming to the gym, talking with the staff here, getting the support from the community, you know, I've learned more about the importance of protein in my diet to support my muscle um, growth and maintenance. And also in terms of carbs are not bad. You know, people demonize carbs, but they're mm. not bad, you know. So I think I've got a much healthier approach now to eating, which in effect, I don't limit myself. I listen to what my body wants more, which means that I don't have as many episodes where I go through, okay, I've had a, an overindulgent weekend, so I'm not going to eat so much on a Monday. Oh, no, now I'm having a low blood sugar because I've done too much. You know, it's, it's a much healthier approach to eating. Good. Mm. Um, so do you have many um, times, like, any more since you've been on the pump and stuff where you do have, like, low blood sugar? Yes, yeah, I do. Um, I've had a couple here at the gym before, mm. um, but I must say, you know, I've always felt like there's no judgment because you're able to discreetly just kind of you know take yourself off deal with it and then come back or do what you need to do or even leave and I think because I'm quite friendly with the staff they know that I have my condition so I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of what happens but yeah it does happen occasionally but nowhere near as much as it did so if that does happen what are you supposed to do like how do you manage that yeah so my Dexcom very um <laughs> efficiently when my blood sugar goes low or if it senses that it's going low it sets off an alarm oh no yeah so if you ever hear like a, a loud alarm going off um that is me um <laughs> but yeah so that will inform me that a low blood sugar is imminent so i usually carry with me um in my bag that's usually stuffed in one of the lockers like a, a you know those mini tins or pot that you can get they're like smaller than a regular tin because that's like the perfect size to treat mm. a low blood sugar um, so I'll usually take myself off, deal with it. Sometimes, you know, I have to sit down by the front desk and just you know, take a few minutes for myself to wait for the sugar to kick in. Sometimes, you know, it's just game over. It's not happening today. We're going to go home. But that's fine. It's just, you know, got to listen to your body and what your body wants. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you've been managing it for, what, 25 years, 25 would you say? years now, yeah. You get to know your own body, I guess. Yes, you do. Yeah. Um, Another question on that. Sorry, I keep coming up with so many random <laughs> questions. That's okay. But does your, like, has your management changed as your, like, treatments changed? Did you have to get used to new treatments? Yeah. yeah. So my management has changed a lot in terms of, yeah, I guess in terms of planning my meals as well, because I'm really fortunate to be on the Dexcom which not everybody gets access to, especially because it's funded by the NHS. Now, I do appreciate that I am really, really lucky. Mm. Um, but it allows me to predict or to see a, an accurate prediction of what's going to happen in the future. So if my blood sugar is going to drop, I can be like, okay, I'm going to have more carbs for lunch today. Or if I'm going to do a run and my blood sugar is running pretty low, it's like, okay, maybe I can have that chocolate bar today because I'm going to go for a run today. Mm. You know, yeah, so... It allows me to be more flexible and to be more on it. Yeah. Yeah, which is good, yeah. So your journey is obviously inspiring. What advice would you give to those who are hesitant to start their fitness journey or face similar challenges like 
being a new parent or managing diabetes? I think in terms of it, you know, I think especially in terms of my experience, I was always kind of wrapped in cotton wool quite a lot um, by my parents when I was younger. Because they oh, no, you can't do this because you're going to have a hypo or mm. you can't do that. I think I've always been quite fiercely determined. like, well, you think I can't, so watch me do it kind mm. of thing. Like defiant in that respect. But I think, you know, just putting yourself out there thinking, you know what, it's mind over matter. Just put yourself out there. If I can go in here and think, you know what, I'm going to sign up to a gym you know, just totally go for it because you know it's such a calm environment there's no um you know, it's not like a usual gym environment where you see like the meatheads hanging around by the by the looking at themselves in the mirror or like you know everyone's just normal and they're so busy on their own journeys that they don't really have time to worry about what you're looking like or any of the rest of it just you know focus on you go yeah. for it i think that's something that i always try and get across to people that are nervous mm. is that everyone's nervous and yeah. they're more nervous about what they look like than what yeah. you look like exactly exactly and I think that's part of it really because I'm not I'm not one of those people that invests a lot of money in my sport kit I'm not I tend to wear like my partner's t-shirts and things to the gym pretty good you know I mean some might say that's pretty cheap but you know hey ho um but yeah I've never had any judgment never any kind of uncomfortable experiences it's just you know just bite the bullet and go in you won't regret it yeah so what are your future fitness goals and how do you plan to continue your journey with us at the gym? Yeah, so I have the South Downs 12.5k coming up at the end of November. Um, so my plan is to really continue on with my strength training at the gym. Um, your treadmills have a new funky function on them as well, which I've noticed your trail running settings. Do they? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, they do. They're really good because you can do like uphill climbs and it varies like the um, oh, the degree that you're running at. I'm trying to think of the, the incline. incline. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But no, those are really, really fun because obviously in Shoreham, it's quite a fairly flat area to run around. Which is weird considering it's like 20 minutes away from Brighton, which is just it all is. It is. So in terms of like training for like an off-road trail event, I find like the trail runs and the trail climbs on the um, your treadmill functions are just great. So definitely getting loads of those in. But yeah, definitely making use of all the weights as well to make sure I've got a strong abs for the run. Nice. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's not raining and muddy. <laughs> Probably will be, but you know, <laughs> things we do, eh? So I think that's all of my questions. Um, do you have any final words of encouragement or motivation for our listeners and members or anything else that you'd like to say? Um, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're a lovely gym community here. We're all so welcoming to everybody. Everyone's so different. Like, I've made some great friends since working here because it can be difficult to make friends when you're an adult. You know, mm. it's not like when you're a kid, you know, it, it does feel quite socially awkward sometimes, but everyone is so friendly and eager to help you get on here. So, yeah, just just do it. Yeah, I feel like even some of the members will just turn around and have a chat with you and never yeah. met you in their life, but exactly. just so eager to have a conversation. Exactly. Yeah, everyone's just so keen because they're on their journey. They want to see what you're doing to help them on your journey. It's just a, a support. The camaraderie ship is great. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, no, Natalie. Thank you for, for having me. Sharing your incredible journey of us today. No, thank you. Your story is a testament to the power of determination and the support of a strong community. 
To our listeners, if you found this episode inspiring, don't forget to subscribe to 360 Talks for more uplifting stories and valuable insights. Until next time, stay strong and stay well. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.